Give me something. Record it, Sean. It won't make the episode. I woke up this morning. My head felt dense. I had to with water trying to make it make sense. I stumbled to the kitchen. Was standing at the sink. All she had to do was just give me that wink. Slam bam, I'm feeling all right. I did the blink of an eye Don't need a psychoanalyzer Have a stiff drink All she's got to do is just Give me that wank Today is October 23rd. This is Paulo. I'm Foy. And that was just one of the best jobs of singing 90s country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Me and Foy are sitting in the garage. We haven't done this in a while. During the season, we kind of always need a couple weeks here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a crazy pre-show. Slice my pinky open. Sean takes me to go get stitches. I come back. We're like, hey, do we still want to do the show? Like, it's kind of been hectic. Let's do the show. We're talking about 90s country. Sean's got a chew. I haven't had a chew in a while. Instead of a whiskey time, it's a chew a chew sesh. Well, this uh, this derived from Paulo not knowing who Chris Ledoux was. Yeah, I had practice no idea. The idea. Yeah. Other day. Again, so the Copenhagen song, I do remember the Copenhagen song. And there's a couple others. And I'm going to invest the time. Yeah. Because right now, when, when all your boys are like catching on to something and I'm left behind. You're I'm the like, only one out? And, I'm, and good country? Yeah. Because I don't like the new country stuff. Pop the country. pop country. I like yeah. the golden era in my eyes of, of of country music. Well, it's hard to say the 90s is a golden era because that'd be like the 70s. Well, no. I, and uh, of course, it's like anything. Like this, there, There's a great early era because I do like the Hank Williams. Yeah. But I like Hank Williams Jr. And I like Hank 3 too. Like they, yeah. he's covered, you know, all the, 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 the Williams are doing a good job of covering every keeping Keeping era. country music alive. But uh, yeah, no. Paulo made me uh, freestyle a song that he thinks I would. That he asked me if if I could crush on an open open mic night. I can't sing worth a fuck. Who sings that song? That's Neil McCoy. Wink. Yeah, no, that's a good song too. You yeah. see, I love country radio, man. I'll tell you what. It's it was either that or an old school Diamond Rio song. Ooh. But uh, I, I would probably go Marty Robbins. Oh, I said '90s though. Yeah, you can't go. What are you gonna drop him? Big Iron. I'd I'd go Big Iron or I'd go uh the the song that I knew before was uh down in the eastern side town oh, oh. of El Paso I fell in love with a Mexican girl <laughs> that's a tough one right but dude that Marty Robbins dude it's all about the Big Iron Big Iron is a great song and what's great hard about these songs too they're like five minute songs yeah there's a lot of words you gotta know yeah and it's funny that that era so like what is that 60s 70s era of country music yeah and you know they're getting like country TV showcases and you YouTube these guys like Marty Robbins and they're like in a Christmas sweater singing these songs <laughs> or like you know what I mean just like that that 70s TV stage of what El Paso is supposed to look like in everyone's eyes right and then um, you know did it's you like ever watch story. Eehaw? Oh, of course. Hee-haw? What is it? Eehaw. Hee-haw. Hee-haw. Yeah. I thought it was Yeehaw. No, it was Hee-haw. It was Hee-haw. And it had the big donkey. That. Yeah. that was a great country show. Yeah. Everybody watched it. Uh-huh. I mean, if you didn't have if you didn't have cable TV, it came on, I think it was like Saturdays or something. Right. Yeah, I watch that shit. Yeah, that was good stuff. But uh, I'd probably go... Um, with, I'd probably try to do some Garth. 
See the thunder roll song. Oh, that'd be hard. And the I mean, thunder rolls and the lightning strikes. It, you got to me. You'd have to pick a <laughs> like. I went with a song that's like popular, but not like super yeah. popular. Well, I I need to like the song. You know, if I'm not pumped up, I'm not gonna try. Oh, you totally. You actually, I I completely switch. I'm not gonna be one country singer. I'm gonna be two. Brooks and Dunn, hardworking man. Okay. I love that song. Yeah. Or you go um, old school Toby Keith, like should have been a cowboy. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good too. one. Well, and then we had the Big and Rich stuff. So where's Big? Is Big and Rich one of the the the, the people who started that new trend of of pop? Toby's <sighs> in there too, and like well, Trace know, Atkins. Trace they start, Atkins. They all kind of start. You know, they they all jumped into that pop country. Yeah. Oh, we've got a visitor. My wife oh. is coming in. Oh. She's getting just, the water. Sorry. She's just stealing water. No hey, big deal. Babes, she's, we're talking about 90s country right now. And Sean just sang Wink by uh, Neil McCoy. Neil McCoy. She has no idea what that song is. You don't is. know Wink? By, well, you're going to listen to the beginning of the episode tomorrow <laughs> and you'll hear Sean sing it. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Hey, you went for it, though, too. I did tell him I wasn't going to put it on the show, but yeah. then I just started the show. So. Doniker, you are not allowed in here. Yes. And so I did have an injury this evening, right when you showed up. Yeah. And Sean's coming off his injury. It's been a couple months now. No, but it's still sensitive. You went to your first day of work. You went to football practice. You've been on your feet all day. Yeah. You're sore. Of course. And right when I opened the garage door, I was like, she's still jumping. And she's I jumping feel like her- it's only me. Mm-mm. It's not. Okay, good. She it's just not. started again. We got to put the freaking shock collar on her again, which... Again, I hardly ever shock her. She just knows it's on, so she acts well. Good. Yeah. You know, she's, she definitely still tests and pushes the limits. But uh, she runs over, jumps on Sean. I'm like, God dang it. I call her over to come over to the garage, and I, my wife's car is right in front of the garage door. And so she goes in between me and the gar- and the and the car, and I go to slap her in the butt, and I freaking fillet my pinky right in the meaty part by the palm on the license plate. Yeah. <laughs> Three stitches later, here we are. And we're back. Podcast, you know, I saw, I come through. The dangers of podcasting, Paula. You know, an injury's not going to stop me. I'm watching the World Series in the emergency room. No big deal. No big Still deal. Still getting my sports in. You have to. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that'll get you through the wait time at the emergency oh, room. God, it wasn't even, too bad. Even when there's nobody in there, it's still wait. Yeah. It was one other person, but solving ER, they're ready, willing to help. <laughs> yeah, definitely For local. Huh? For some things. Have you had a bad experience? Can't go there if you're in labor. Oh, yeah, you, you can't know. have a baby. In you can't have a baby there. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> not that you want to. What kind of emergencies can come here? Oh, not that kind of emergency. <laughs> definitely not. Oh, uh, my eye. We really don't know anyone to deal with eyes. Why don't you go drive down the pass? Yeah. Or take an ambulance over. That'll cost you thirty five hundred. Oh man. Well, I there's there's a program. Some uh, our friend uh, Ed told me about. He's a security dude. Um, I forget how much you pay for insurance, but you get like free helicopter ride. Like it, it's way cheaper than ambulance. Hmm. If you ever get in that big like problem, like, I'm just saying it's crazy when you get transportation issues to a hospital. It costs. Is it minimum five G's? For what? When you get in an ambulance, it's five G's. Uh, my ride over the hill was like thirty six hundred bucks. Wow, twenty five miles. Thirty six hundred. That's crazy, huh, babe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they wouldn't let my wife take me. For when was this? When you had the when I went in for my first 
when I found out I had uh, diverticulitis. Yeah. Ugh, that's gnarly. Yeah. Well, other people having diverticulitis in the NFL. <laughs> just stupid. So we're going to go into what grinds my gears. I'm going to do yeah. my best, Peter Griffin. Okay. You know What's grinding your gears, Peter? It's, we were talking about fines earlier. Bye, Elise. Bye, Elise. I love you, babe. Love you, too. So, Paul, we were just spitballing. and Hey, I, w- <laughs> I wonder what she feels about me chewing. Right? I, I know. I was like, do I tuck it? Do I hide it? I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's back to grinding your gears? Well, you mentioned something about uh, Patrick Beverly getting fined. $25,000. 25K. They beat the Lakers at Staples. You know, yeah. throws the ball up in the in, into the stands. Oh, he and didn't even throw it at somebody. No, no, it was celebratory. It wow. was a celebratory tot. Twenty five k. It's the first game of the season. You don't really need to be throwing the ball, but when you're trying to establish the real LA dominance, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it, all the hype's on the Lakers, and but twenty five thousand. Like, do you think it landed and hit someone? Let me go back to that article too. Yeah, I, I, my favorite source of sports. I found it on TMZ. It's like, who cares though? It's a ball. It right. You take that risk as a fan. It's like you go to a baseball game, you get hit by a fucking ball. I mean, hockey games, yeah. people get jacked by pucks. But and then so other fines that are stupid. You know, like every time uh, Cam Newton scores a touchdown, he gives the ball away. Right? You see yeah. him do that. That's five k. Yeah, that's five k. And then I think his owner matches it. So, and they give it to some kind of... Uh, Charity? Yeah. So, is that what happens to the fine, the fines? Like, what happens to the money that the players pay in fines? Oh, I, it helps uh, Roger Goodell get flights for the rest of his life. It goes... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That dude's making way too much money. But back to the fines. Yeah. I mean, so you said that happened. And then last week, OBJ got fined for having pants not long enough to cover his knees. It's like it's what? it's it's a look, it's a fashion thing, but he still had knee pads in. He had knee pads, and I'll tell you what: how remember the days when pe- pros and even some college kids never they they just wore pants, dude. A lot, Jerry Rice, a lot of players still don't wear thigh pads, right? And so, but it has to cover a knee. It's fourteen thousand dollars. That's not a, <laughs> so. I mean, he it's a cost savings compared to to Beverly's freaking ball tossing. Dude, what did he get fined for that watch? Yeah, he got that was. I think the, the I guarantee the watch company knew and covered the the. Oh, for sure, it was a, it was like a three hundred thousand dollar watch. Two different rocking. watches. Yeah, it's he like, had one was like transparent. Hmm. What's the most you'd spend on the watch for what? yourself? For yourself, because zero. The only way I'd wear uh, the only reason I wear a watch is because my wife got a new one and I got her hand me down. Oh yeah, the I watch. That's the only way I'd buy a watch. I'd never buy a watch for myself. Yeah, you never go like flossing with a big old watch. Fuck no. Your drip game. Oh god. Is so weak. I watched the fucking what game was it? That was Deshaun Watson pregame before um before they played the Colts this weekend, they did like an interview with him. He went uh-huh. shopping for that drip, and it's like <laughs> he's buying some stupid ass shit. And oh it's my like he god! He comes out with like five bags of wasted money, dude. But I'll give it. So the one thing I kind of do like about the mumble rap game, I don't like the size and like they do like the choker look, but I like the chains that they're bringing back. The actual like tread, you yeah. know what I mean. I like I always like that, but my favorite too. If I think it's a Miami 
braid it tupac used to wear it it just looks flat and like it just lays across uh-huh. but it looks solid you don't see the links yeah you know what i mean it's uh, very egyptian looking okay but that's i think i would probably you know that's if i went to get some drip i get a fat gold chain like that <laughs> yeah no because i think if it, i'm not a jewelry guy too and i've been wearing my actual wedding ring instead of my quelo because i lost my quelo but i've been wearing my wedding ring for like the last three or four weeks yeah um but it's it's kind of like it's it, once you wear a quelo you don't want to wear jewelry anymore oh really but but what i had before was puka shells yeah that was pretty much I, that I was think, my i think at some point everybody wore puka shells i wore puka shells from like eighth grade to senior year yeah, it was. It was. I'm gonna bleach my hair and wear puka shells. Fuck yeah. yeah! I mean, you're tan. You're looking good. Right. You're I'm fit. <laughs> it just looks good. It did look good. Because when you're rocking no shirt, you know, it's like it draws attention to your to your physique. Oh yeah, and it's you're like, oh, I'm natural and I like the beach. Is puka shells was a great accessory. Yeah, it's funny. Um, speaking of like diamonds, it was. Uh, I want to say it was Javi Baez. He went like he's the shortstop for the Cubs. He uh-huh. went sliding into second, and he like was wearing this diamond necklace and a oh. tour, and there's just fucking diamonds everywhere. It's like, really, dude, you're gonna wear that to a it's game? It's insane. And there's oh, the the Michael Crabtree incident with uh, Talib Kweli. You know, yeah, you know, got the jewelry on and gets it ripped off twice. That's 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 straight disrespect, and that was awesome. Yeah, and he purposely did that. Definitely shit. a jewelry moment. Yeah, uh, I always remember LT's earring. Yeah, he had that. You know the, dang- the dangle with the LT. Yeah, and uh, your daughter has it, and a couple other athletes have put in a diamond in their tooth before. Yeah, the fuck? <laughs> that shit's been on there forever. It doesn't go away. They fall. It they last like up to a year. Fucking insane. What kind of glue is that? It's is- like cement. <laughs> Literally, it's yeah. it's like cement. And then, well, then just talking about jewelry. Do, do does grills count? You know, Pac-Man, Marshawn. There ain't no Paul Wall out there. Paul I mean, Wall. No, you can't do that. But we, who did we play against? Will Will Poole? Yeah. He had a grill in, right? When yeah, we played he had against a grill. Him. <laughs> but um, that's got to count as jewelry. I think so. No, that's more of an accessory. So, okay, this is the newest piece of jewelry in the NFL. And no one's really talked about it. Zeke Elliott's nose ring. Um, Derrick Henry has one as well. Derrick Henry has one. And well, Alvin, has Kamara, like two. Alvin Kamara has the septum ring. Yeah. And so those rings are kind of like me. I'm going to go ahead and nominate those guys as the Mark Riley <laughs> <laughs> piercing athletes of the year. Right. I mean, fuck. Well, Mark actually took his septum one out when we played. I think. Right. But not his nipple rings. No, definitely. And, and not so I know ring. there's there's dudes out there that got to have that, too. Yeah. He just went straight sports tape too like yeah. athletic tape. he just cross them up like covering the nips because now they have pasties I, you, yeah. <laughs> i'd probably rock the janet jackson yeah. pasty on one and you know just fucking funny after a game mike takes his pads off he's got fucking tape on his nipples <laughs> what the fuck's wrong dude? are you a marathon runner you don't want it to chafe <laughs> you know what i mean first time i saw him do that i'm all dude what the fuck <laughs> oh dude i don't want him getting torn out i'm all yeah that fucking hurt dude <sighs> Who else used to wear chains? I know Jerry used to wear chains. Like, all, there's always been a couple of receivers who wore chains while they played. I don't, I don't see how you could do that Why? with it's, that it's, shit flopping around. I mean, baseball players nowadays, fuck, everybody's got a chain. Oh yeah, you gotta have your, you gotta be. Remember the fan with uh, oh, Wesley, Wesley Snipes and, and Robert had, De Niro. That was he got that chain with the number on it. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, but these fines are in, so you never. I've never seen a jewelry fine. No, definitely not. You remember, like we were talking, um, like shoe finds. 
back in the shoe day, finds. if you wore different, like the wrong color shoe, and Ocho Cinco was one of those guys who yeah. was like, "Hey, I want to." There's cus- the customs thing started happening. Yeah, it was like that was that was really the Actually, beginning of the customizable cleat. Do you remember? Uh, I remember when the Giants and Brian Wilson had the the, the fear of the beard thing. How did it really start? And when he got popular, that he had wore some orange cleats. It was just the toe; it wasn't solid, and they stood out, right for the the uniform they wore. And they're like, "No, you have to like." You're gonna get fined. So he got the sharpie. Do you remember? Yeah. And he blacked it out. And then that was one of the first stages of fear the beard and everyone loving Brian Wilson and understanding how nuts he is. Yeah. I mean, but that was a fine. And dude, everything's a fine. Well, and then the first one was Michael Jordan, the band, the band shoes, the 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 Jordan ones. You know, so they they were all black and all red. And the NBA said they have to be like a white base. Huh. And he got, and there was a fine, and they so Nike banned those shoes. Really? Yeah. So that's one of the first ones too. But the, <laughs> it's funny though too. Like seventies and football players and OG guys, their gear was so big and like they played so rough and rough, they got away with so much stuff. You'd want to wear your gear. Yeah. Like you think about the Raiders of those guys, they <laughs> you, they can never get away with like that much tape in the NFL anymore oh, and stick them not. and like plates taped into their forearms. Yeah, you, you're putting steel plates to your forearms and just taping the shit out of it. Why the hell would you wear a chain? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to draw attention to my chain when I got two steel bars on my forearms. Oh, man. Nuts. But like, what? There's been worse fi- Like, so hit, get the helmet to helmet hits, the head to head hits, the the perfect and the Harrison hits, those are some serious fines. 250,000. Yeah, that's that's going to cost you at the end of the day. What I mean, cuz the perfect became the number one most fined athlete I think after this last one. I'm sure. I mean, the fact that he got suspended for the year is fucking bullshit. Right? It's probably the harshest. It's like, dude, the dude's getting up. Yeah, he crowned downs him, but fuck. It's not it's not a touch. It's it's contact sport. I really think as you know, in, in the last 3-4 years where this has kind of been a thing, the game has changed, and the pros are doing a really good job of it. You yeah, know they, I, mean? I think they're doing a good job. They're the definitely ref- trying to make it a safer game, which is understandable, but it's still meant to be played violently. You right. know, it's like you can't ask a guy running full speed to stop on a dime when some fucking guy takes a slide and you're mid-form tackle. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you supposed to stop that? And the, this... So, oh, we're, we're, who was one of them where the receiver was or the DB got caught for one? I forget what game it was two weeks ago. Was going for pa- the pick. It was a Packers Lions game. Going for He's the going pick. for the pick and he like runs through the guy, uh, Geronimo Allison, and like concusses him. Yeah. It's like what what's he supposed to do? He's playing the He's ball. He's playing the ball. And, and he just happened to hit him. It, that that's gotta be re reviewed and that can't be a penalty. Like it's it's people going hundred percent to play the game. Yeah, and safely going after a ball, it's unfortunate. It's but it's going to happen. It's, it's like just, guys getting rolled up on. Yeah, it's you just going to happen. Mm-hmm. You, you can't stop it. Mm-mm. It's just it's part of the game. But to to give them a personal and then fifteen yards, you know what I mean? Like that changed part of that game. Yeah, that game was lost already. Officiating. <laughs> yeah. So, and the Green Bay Packers, how like we talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers last episode a couple weeks ago, and how much he's like not our favorite guy. Well, he's due for one of those game, like one of those standout games. I mean, dude had six touchdowns. Everybody's out. Oh, that's why you don't count him out. Bullshit. It's the only fucking game like that he'll have all year. Like, he had five touchdown passes, one rushing. I mean, props to him. He played the Raiders. He should have done that to the Raiders. 
But, you know, you look at his numbers otherwise, he's thrown like 200 yards and fucking one touchdown. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then his new receiver, uh, you know, the guy replacing uh, Devontae... Uh, Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams. Who did I say Freeman? Which one? <laughs> no, but the... What is his name? The kid who uh, he yelled at after he, like, Lazard? almost dropped it. Lazard. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. He uh, had two games. He didn't do shit last week. He was two catches for, like, 20 yards. Yeah. So, who is the... Let's talk fantasy a little bit, because a lot of people pick up Lazard after you get a game like that. Yeah. Who is the guy that maybe didn't get tra- drafted that is a dude right now? Um, Well, right now, it's the guy everybody's... There's two guys everybody, I think, are went for this week. It was Muhammad Sanu. Right. Moving to the Patriots. What a move. To, he got traded to the Patriots. Um, Playing with Tom Brady just makes you that more, much more viable. Uh-huh. With Josh Gordon going on IR, probably not going to come back as a Patriot. Um. From what I read, he was going to go on IR once he got healthy and cleared waivers. He would be on a new team. So, Mohamed Sanu, big pickup this week. Uh-huh. And the other one will be Terrell Edmonds, the running back. Oh, no, Chase Edmonds. Um, Chase Edmonds is a running back for Arizona. He had three touchdowns against the Giants, rushed for over 100. Everybody's going to go out and try and get him because David Johnson's obviously not healthy. And that's that's the two guys that I would bet people are going for. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is playing the Chiefs this week. Against that defense, Is he, he's going to be able to score some points. Well, I don't think it's so much the passing game where he's going to do everything. I mean, Aaron Jones and um, Jamal Williams are very capable backs. And the Packers, for one thing, have shown that they're, they've got a, an ability to run the football. Aaron Jones is having a monster year. Like I think he's at like nine rushing touchdowns already. He's on my squad. So yeah. and he's catching the ball well. He's catching the ball well, except against the Lions where he dropped that one touchdown yeah. pass. Um, Hard landing though. Yeah, and he fumbled, so he lost a lot of touches to Jamal Williams. Yeah. I think. Um, they can run the ball, and I think when you play the Chiefs, you have to run the ball to keep their offense off the field. Even without Patrick Mahomes, they still have playmakers. Matt Moore mm-hmm. is a, an experienced veteran. You know, he's not going to push it. And he's not going to be able to do things Mahomes does. But, you know, their offense is still going to be dynamic yeah. nonetheless. But their and defense is shit. He came in and looked pretty confident. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got the best job in the NFL. You're backup quarterback. You don't do shit unless the guy gets hurt. And Patrick Mahomes probably won't be out more than three weeks. I mean, tops three weeks. They'll rush him back and he'll ball. Pretty tough, uh, you know, popping in of the patella. Right? I mean... Fuck. He's got a bum ankle. Why why are you running a quarterback sneak with a guy with a bad wheel? It's I think, like I think it's more him. Dude, turn around and hand the fucking ball off to the guy that gets paid to run the ball. <laughs> right. Your job is to facilitate the offense, make plays with your arms, scramble with your legs, not dive up the middle. I mean, that's not what you're there for. If yeah. it's a Super Bowl, I get it. Right. But I like I like that he's he's got a He's he's probably one of the tougher quarterbacks out there. He is, but I mean, you got to be smart. You got to think the long game here. Like, I get it. He he live for today, Sean. Look at look at <laughs> look at Cam Newton. Cam yeah. Newton used to run the shit out of the football. Now he can't even stay healthy the whole year. I mean, he's had his health has been declining for the past three years. Ever since his MVP season is just on the steady downward mm-hmm. trend. You know, 
his accuracy's always been an issue. Like he can never seem to find the touch to like just drop those balls in. He fucking fires the balls in and he misses high a lot. You and know? so yeah, he's so the whole controversy with him too is Kyle Allen is just crushing. Why I mean, from an organize, organizational standpoint, why would you bench the guy that's fucking five and zero? Oh, your team is playing better than it has in the last two years with Cam Newton at the quarterback. Why would you go in and rock the boat? I mean, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I fucking cut him, trade him, whatever they got to do, you know, move on. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, thank you, Cam, for what you've done. You know, you got us on the map. You did this. You did that. You know, you're a great dude, whatever. Yeah, you're not going to get us back to the Super Bowl. Dev- Cam is not going to get you back to Cam, the Super Bowl. Cam won't. I mean, Cam needs a fresh start, and he really needs to evolve his game. Like, if he wants to stay in the league and be relevant, his, his game has to evolve. You know, he's never been the pocket passer. He's always been, you know, the rushing guy. And, you know, he, he just can't do that anymore. So but he stands in the pocket and he takes huge hits. He does. So is Kyle Allen for real? More than Minshew. <sighs> More than Minshew? I mean, he's winning games. He's doing... He's doing enough to not. He, he's doing enough to not lose games, right? So I mean, right now, I mean, you got to roll with it. I mean, he, he's proven that he's reliable. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's making good decisions with the football. And you have an MVP. You, you, you're handing the ball off to the MVP. Oh yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is just beasting this year. He's just murdering everybody. I mean, when you go out in the field and you fucking, you can do it on the ground or through the air, and everybody knows you're gonna get the ball. I mean, that's fucking savage. Do you know who he's fucking? Mm-mm. Olivia Culpo, Miss Universe. Oh, good for him. Yeah, it's uh, Danny and Mandola's ex lady. <laughs> <laughs> that trickle down effect. Oh, hey, I don't know. I th- well, I think she moved up. She, I think she she definitely moved know, up. Yeah. Well, Mandola's got a Super Bowl ring, so <sighs> people don't know that, that that's Tom's ring. Okay, or, doesn't or, matter. Still rocking a ring. I know, Danny. Danny actually has some big catches in games in Super oh, yeah. Bowls. Yeah, no, give it. To, but yeah, Olivia Culpo. That might make me have an MVP season. Right? I mean... Like, even when... Remember when uh, Reggie Bush played for the Saints? I was like, oh, he was getting that Kim Kardashian at the time. Yeah. You know. He was balling. Young to middle-aged Kim. <laughs> Won him a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, so, NFL, anything else happening? My Niners are undefeated still. Yeah, they're looking good. They're playing some really good defense. I mean, the pass rush is there. Offense is doing just enough. I mean... Passing game really hasn't been like super dynamic, but the run game has been on point. So we just picked up Emmanuel Sanders to pick up the pass game. Is that going to help us a ton? I don't know if it's going to help you a ton. I mean, I but think it's, a, it's, it's a, a reliable option. I think it's definitely a good option to have because Marquise Goodwin can never stay in the lineup. He's always he's one of those speed guys. Those speed guys always have those twinges in the muscles where they're out a week or two. And Emmanuel Sanders is a reliable veteran that knows how to play. Right. So that that's good. I mean, the real the real thing for you guys is you need to get McGlinchey back and you need to get Joe Staley back to to shore up the offensive line mm-hmm. and get Kyle Yuschek back, the fullback they got from Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, no, he's money for us, and I I don't know how much longer he's out, but he had it, it's he it looked a little serious. He's a tough gun. Well, it's it's so much of the run game is is revolving around where he's at and what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that lead, you get that seal. I mean, from a fullback, you need a guy that you can trust. 
and he's a proven dude and to not have him in the lineup really shows that how much his his involvement in the game aids that run game yep uh our defense is popping off and this is one question i've been kind of uh, wanting to ask people bosa crushing it for the niners but who do you like more his brother or him who do i like more Mm -hmm. i think joey or nick i think joey has way more um potential to to elevate his game whereas nick nick is that like not quite at that level but he's gonna be just a clock in clock out guy that's gonna work hard you know he's he's not gonna be that that premier pass rush guy he's gonna be a guy that's gonna fucking ball all the time and he's gonna put up numbers he's gonna let's see who's a legit comparison for for nick bosa um jj oh no no not 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 nick but but Joey. Well, I was talking about I Nick. I know, Nick. Okay, let's go Nick. What about like Indomica? Different you, game, but yeah, you same job getting done. That'd be that's that's hard. I mean, because playing the edge is way different than, than playing interior. Playing interior. Like um Because he's not he's not he gets he's his pass rush his pass rush is okay, but he's more a lateral guy. He they work hard though. I like both their games. Yeah. So who do you pick though? Between the two of them? Yeah. I take Joey. Yeah. You got I mean I didn't I did not I thought he was going to be more of a you know, especially the way he got drafted and his dad being like you know, when he's in college just They talk. were all first round picks. Right. The dad, the brother, and him. Crazy. It's crazy. Another family in the NFL, but the dad was definitely like, you know, pampering him almost very Eli Manning-ish like, yeah. you know. And so you, th- I thought, oh man, this kid's gonna be kind of soft, and I, it was definitely questionable when we drafted him. Is, and now I'm just like, I might get his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I like his game. The defense is fun to watch. You know, doing actually playing in the rain like that. You haven't seen the NFL game like that, and players no. having fun sliding around. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, they're undefeated. The Pats are undefeated. Pats have the easiest schedule in football. But they're gonna play the top two contenders in the AFC. They're gonna play the Ravens in two weeks, and I think they have the Chiefs two weeks after that. So that's the real test for the Pats. Whereas, you know, the Niners. We the got a- the Panthers this week, so we're gonna go against Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Allen. Um, the NFC is a lot tougher. You know, it's like that top echelon of teams is is a lot different. You know, you got the Niners who are undefeated, who aren't quite getting the the respect, I think, because people are still picking like the Saints and the Packers as better overall teams. So you, you got those three teams and then you got Minnesota coming on like their run game is super legit. Fucking Dalvin Cook is crushing. He is looking really good. Yeah. And then if Kirk Cousins can actually play like he's been playing, you know, that makes them a very formidable team. You got Thielen and Diggs. He's so on and off. It's crazy. Yeah. Because people were they were writing him away. Yeah, he he's one of those guys that's just kind of blah, you know. Either he can win you some games or he'll lose you the games. Um and then moving down the line in the uh in the NFC, if Dallas can ever pull their head out of their ass. Wow. You know, it's like they have the talent to be really good. But, you know, it's the Cowboys. They always find a way to fuck themselves. The Rams definitely aren't aren't the team they were last year. No. You know, offensively, they look bad. They have no identity. Todd Gurley's obviously not well. Um, Jared Goff, 
Jared Goff is struggling because they're relying he, on him. Yeah, he's for he's being put into a position to go out and like win games for them. But if you, you look last Todd year, Todd was carrying the weight, mm-hmm. you know. And then don't get me wrong, you got some decent receivers, but it's a it's a hard thing to go one two three pass. Yeah, and it, it's like they've got good receivers, but they have good slot type receivers. They don't have that true number one deep threat, deep threat guy. Everybody's good underneath. Like Robert Woods is good underneath. Cooks, Cooper Cup's a fucking stud anywhere, but he's not going to press anybody like vertically. Like his top end speed just isn't isn't. That's not his game. Yeah, he's going to kill you intermediately, and he's going to make you miss, and then he's going to break one. You know, he's not going to just run right past you. Uh, speaking, let's, you you mentioned deep threat receivers. Who, who's hitting home runs right now? Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Right? Chris Godwin's gone over a hundred, like four out of six games with. I want to say he's six or seven receiving touchdowns. I mean, they were projected him to have a breakout year, but I didn't see that coming. I mean, he Huge. is he's just crushing. Like it makes Mike he's making Mike Evans look bad. And it's like Mike Evans isn't getting the looks. And all those fantasy owners that drafted Mike Evans in the first or second round, it's like he he's capable. Yeah. But it's just a, it, it, it's you're losing. He's definitely yeah, it's it's definitely. And it's like, how do you not start Mike Evans? You have to. You can't you not to. start him because at some point people are gonna be like, "All right, we're gonna take this guy away by double covering." Because you can't double cover both. You just no. can't. So somebody's gonna be working the double coverage. That means somebody's open, and the Mike Evans still has the home run hitting ability. He just needs to look. And I think Jameis is like locked in with Godwin right now. Mm-hmm. I think they got a good thing going, but. Jameis's downfall has always been he can't fucking control the ball. He always turns it over. I mean, last week or two weeks ago, he had five picks and he fumbled twice against Carolina. So it's like, dude, you turn the ball over seven fucking times. How are you still in this game? <laughs> Insane. But no, like it's again, we're talking about like, guys, you have to start, you know, and like it's uh, I have Matt Ryan on one of my teams. Sprained ankle. And but, you know, before he got hurt. It's like, you're like, why would you ever play Matt Ryan? It's like, well, sometimes he's awesome and, you know, scoring me 40 points. Well, and then, or <laughs> I'm negative Matt, two. Matt Ryan always finishes in the top five in fantasy because he has the receivers. Uh-huh. You know, he had, he has Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and he had Mohamed Sanu. But he, I, what happened though with that? When Ridley came and Sanu just disappeared out of lineup, did he have, was there injuries? Um, Sanu just be. I mean, Calvin Ridley's a better number two guy. I mean, he's he's an extra number one out there that matches up. That's a matchup problem. And so Sanu's a bigger dude, but he's good out of the slot. And you know, being a veteran, I'm sure his contract was kind of leaning towards like, oh, we don't really want to pay this guy for mm-hmm. what he's doing because I think Ridley's still on his rookie deal. And, you know, he, he became expendable. You, and then you got a young tight end in Austin Hooper, the kid yeah. out of Stanford. I am too. Double points when I get hoops. Yeah. So it's like he's he's killing it underneath. And it's like you really don't need Sanu there when you got all these other pieces. The thing that's killing the Falcons is they're just fucking terrible. I mean, Devontae Freeman hasn't rushed for more than 80 yards in a game. And, you know, I think they're really missing Tevin Coleman in the backfield. Yeah. And their defense is horrid. They can't stop anybody. So it's just one of those things where they're just a bad football team right now. You know, they can't figure it out. They can't stay healthy. I mean, they just, they're dropping like flies. 
Yep. Uh, talking about Hooper and tight ends, uh, what tight ends are you liking? Um, well, I have Darren Waller in three leagues. Okay. Darren Waller is killing it. He's the only viable threat, like for more than ten, for more than like eight targets in the Raider games. He's always open. He's working those short routes, and he's a matchup nightmare. He's like six six, and he runs like a gazelle. So it's like he is killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy I was because I have um, Kittle, but I picked up Disley late for the Seattle, and I know he's been hurt. But he had a great start, and he's. I think he's, you know, got potential when he comes back. Oh, he's done for the year. He tore his AC. He tore his uh, I know, Achilles. But, ah, those guys get freaking tight ends. Get yeah, beat. he was. He was. He was, he was doing a really good. good job. But uh, Eric Ebron's catch last week was money though too. You know these tight ends coming through. Uh, Kelsey and Kittle, they're 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 always. Kelsey hasn't done shit. Kelsey has been fucking terrible. But Kittle's my man, dude. Kittle's had one game. Normal, but it's he's just. Uh, you know, Kittle's production has has slid a lot from last year, and I thought I thought he'd be getting more looks in the pass game mm-hmm. and stretching the field, but it just it doesn't seem that you know Jimmy G is like looking for that. Whereas Beat Hard like focused in on Kittle a lot, uh-huh. so he's not really getting the as many looks. It, just in my opinion, I could be totally fucking wrong, but you know, Kittle's like a true deep threat from a tight end because he runs fucking fast. He's a big-bodied guy, and uh-huh. he's a matchup problem. I mean, linebackers can't run with that. Nope. Safeties can't run with that. It's like you're gonna put a corner on it, and that's a fucking mismatch. It's like trying to card Gronk with a corner. Right. It's like there's there's not many guys that can run man to man with a fucking six five, two hundred and fifty pound guy. Okay, here's the real tight end question, and that I love asking: Is Jason Witten a top? Th- is he a top five guy? No. Right now. No. It's. No, he's not. But he's is it cool that he's still kind of doing it? For the fact that he's back for year 16, coming one year removed from fucking broadcasting last year, yeah, it's fucking impressive. The dude's a stud. I, I mean, know. just a freakish athlete for being his age, his size, all the wear and tear to the come back. The shaved head. He looks freaking battle-hardened. Well, he, he you come back and like you get thrown back into the fire, and you're still performing oh, yeah. at a super high level. The, so that tells the, 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 that tells me that the other guys that got a tight end are fucking bums. Did you see his sideline catches? It's Jason Witten. It doesn't. Dude, it was me. just like how he, he makes it. He's the man. Well, you've been in the league fucking almost two decades, <laughs> right? You know that's what you got paid for, and that's like that's why you're known. If you so, the oldest dudes in the league are still some of the best, and there's a reason for it. I mean, so like when, remember when you used to hear about like. The old time football players are like he played till he was like forty three. Whoa, you know. Well, well, that was back in an age where they didn't even it play wasn't that much. no football wasn't as good. Everybody wasn't as good, right? And these guys are playing like they're like oh the like barroom legends. Yeah, it's you like, know what I mean. So you get these but, guys, you get these old guys that uh-huh. played forever. Yeah, they're they had got they had guys on their team that were fucking hall of famers, but everybody else was just kind of shitty, right? You know, nowadays everybody is fucking good. It's, like even the shittiest guys. Would fucking shit on a lot of those guys from back in the day. Just shit everywhere, and it's it's the truth. It's like you get these old timers talking like, "Oh, back in my day when we played, we did this, we did that." Okay, you did. I give it. I get it. The the pre the mid to pre, the mid eighties all the way back. Everybody was super tough, super physical, played through pain, just tough motherfuckers. And they were hard nosed. That's great. Nowadays. 
everybody's still kind of hard, not as hard nosed, but they're faster, they're fucking stronger, and they're bigger. So it's like you can't fuck with genetics. No, it's like everybody, everybody's there. Everybody's just as good. Butkus was a stud. Would Butkus play today? Yeah, Butkus is one of the few guys that right. could translate. But could he run down some of these backs? I don't think so. No. I mean, nobody's just lining up and running fucking dive all the time. He, Butkus wouldn't be a linebacker. He'd have to play. He'd, he'd have to play. Like, he'd have to play end. He'd have to play end. Yeah. And yeah. I think he would have a hard time because, you know, his sideline to sideline is good, but he's running down guys that don't run four four. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> you got this two hundred and ten pound kid that's four four, and it's like you. What do you think Butkus ran the forty in? Right. Let's I'm gonna say four eight. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, yeah I mean, he was fast though. I, we, he, there, he had some speed because when you watch those films, that sideline, sideline, yeah, stuff. Uh, it's it he was had like, speed, but what kind of speed do, are we really talking here? Yeah, not like that. This yeah. is this is you, we're talking world class stuff. I mean, we're we're seeing middle linebackers at the combines these days run four five. We're, we're seeing the the you know the graphic where you see I forget who was one of the first guys, but they're like he ran at twenty two miles per hour for a little bit of time. I forget. I saw it maybe like seven eight years ago. And it might have been Reggie Bush. Yeah. Right. Now there's now they're like everyone is holding like twenty four miles per hour. Yeah, for like twenty yards. Twenty yards, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> yeah. So to see that kind of stuff, you know, it, it, it's impressive, and the, for these guys to be playing at that age, but well, crazy, crazy genetic, like you're saying, the speed is different. And, and these back, old guys could do it. Go back to the old guys. It's like Tom Brady's an old guy. Old. He, he's fucking old guy. Was he forty two? Yeah, he's forty two years old. The thing that you got that you got to respect about him is he looks like a bitch out there because he throws the ball away and falls down. But you but don't. But he's want... playing chess. Exactly. He's, he's pl- playing. He's playing that long game. It's like, all right, I'm not gonna take this hit, but next time I'm gonna stay in the pocket. And I'm gonna fucking throw a strike, and it's gonna be a touchdown. The other thing is, he knows you're coming. Oh he, yeah. He knows where all twenty one other guys are. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, it it's impressive. Do you see him? I think it was his last game, and you don't see it too much. But I I I totally saw. So I was like, look what he just did. He picked up a blitz and changed the blocking. Oh real yeah, quick. That... And it happens all the time. But like to show her, I'm like, this is why he's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's setting the protection. He's changing the plays. He's he's moving guys into position. Like he'll shift a guy to get him a better chance at a route, mm-hmm. or he'll move him to change the play. I mean. And granted, like all quarterbacks are doing that these days, and but when you see the best do it, when you see when Aaron, you see, Aaron does a good job too. But he doesn't call. He does. He, yeah, it always ends up in a timeout. <laughs> no, it, or or, the, or, the or he's battle. blown up at the young guy for fucking off, <laughs> or he's or he's motherfucking his head coach. Oh man, I mean, I would hate to be that guy's fucking teammate. He just looks like a cocksucker. Oh, it looks horrible. But what other quarterbacks have made some of the best checks? Do you think, or like, are are good at adjusting to and seeing blitzes and and defensive schemes? Um, I mean, you got to say Russell Wilson's good at. It. Um, he does a good job of seeing for like seeing alignments and finding good plays. Um, I think Matt Stafford's not bad at it. They don't have a solid run game to check to, but you know he does a decent job at it. Every 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 uh, NFL quarterback is you know coached up in in the sense that you know if you see this you know we're gonna check to this if we have this play called then you get and it's a it's the numbers game if you got a run play called and they got x amount of guys over here and then on the y side it's like there's one less 
you're going to switch it and go to where you have the numbers advantage. Right. So it's just, it's, it's a, it's a chess game, but not everybody's good at it. You know, everybody does it, but not everybody's good at it. You know, Mahomes, I don't know if Mahomes is, is on that level yet of checking defenses because he doesn't really need to because his feet will get him out of it. Right. But he's like not looking to run. Whereas you get a guy like Lamar Jackson, he's, he's, he's doing it a little bit, but you know, if his first or second read's not there, he's fucking gone. I mean, the dude is going to rush for a thousand yards. Okay, here you as go. As a quarterback. Mary fuck kill Mahomes, Jackson, what? Murray. Why do we have to do this with dudes? That's just lame. Quarterbacks, Mary fuck kill. Uh, that's so. It's, it's so uncool it's, that. You it's know, a rainbow question. Why? Why? <laughs> I, could come, I could come at you many different ways. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not gonna answer. No, I'm not gonna answer. Oh, okay. Lame. Refuse. So hey, uh, we're just talking about old guys, and you know, there's a the XFL is coming, right? And it's full of young guys. Yeah. It is that the goal is to maybe progress in the XFL and jump to the NFL? The schedule just came out right now. You know, uh, Feb- week one is February eighth. You know. I think you, I, I think it's a good opportunity for guys that don't make it. I mean, you gotta you gotta think like the NFL is the elite. Not everybody makes it. Everybody, you know, guys get a shot and they don't make it. This gives them a second chance. You know, you're gonna get a lot of those guys that have chips on their shoulder from not making the NFL, right? And they're gonna go out and ball. They're not gonna make the money they would in the NFL, but you know, I think it's it's one of those things where you think of it as like a farm system, but it's really not gonna be. It's gonna be maybe one to two guys. You yeah. know, like this guy will come and so that. so the XFL gets to pick up a lot of what the um the Alliance American Alliance of Football what remember Yeah, that? whatever so that league was called. We were fans for a little bit. Well <laughs> shit, it only lasted it had like three weeks. Great hits, you yeah. know, and went away. And a couple guys have who played in that league are in the league. I you know I, I I can't name one but I remember they they you mentioned can't it. Drop fucking information no, like it, that. No, Sean, it facts. was it was a random dude, and he happened to make a tackle or something. Oh, this guy played in the in the Alliance, and it was just like okay, I'm gonna keep on eating this wing. Yeah, but I, I I'll look it up on my phone and f- see how many guys made it. But this XFL thing, are you excited? Like, are you gonna? I know we're in the middle of the NFL thing. Season, will I, will I thing, watch thing, it? Thing. Yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, it's going to be it's starting right after the Super Bowl. I mean, fuck, I get to watch football for another month or two. Fuck, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it going to be good football? Who knows? I mean, but that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. It's it's guys looking for a second chance trying to prove themselves. So there should be some good stuff. Yeah, I think if the XFL actually lasts, you know, it's got at least a 10 years, it'll be a liable farm system. Because well, you're gonna have guys maybe who play in the XFL for four or five years, and might be seasoned at thirty. Well, you know, it's it's got to make it there first. I mean, we'll see how it does after the first year. Um, the one thing you can count on is like the financial backing is definitely stable. You got Vince McMahon, arguably one of the most powerful businessmen in the country. I mean, well, in the sports world, even in, like in, he, in the sports he, world for sure. I mean, he's been in charge of WWE, WWF for fucking ever and he's made money hand over fist and so there shouldn't be a shortage of money that should not be an issue which will be nice you know 
Like, hopefully one of these startup leagues can kind of push the envelope a little bit, stay in business, and, you know, force the NFL to do something, you know? Uh Not get complacent and just, oh, everybody's, you know, just because they got, like, a monopoly on it, you know, it'll force the NFL to maybe, like, look at some of the rule changes or do this and... You know, it it could be good. It could be. Or it could be a shit show, just like everything else that has happened before. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Is like There's been so many f- failed leagues. I kind of want to see this one, you know, last. But they have, they, have, they, have, they have Sunday games, Saturday games, Thursday games. They're, you know, they're filling up slots. It's going to be fun to see. Ten weeks of football. April 26th is their championship. Hey. Extra two months, like I said, extra two months of football. Extra two I, months, I watch. and uh, yeah, I want to see some of these quarterbacks. They got some decent quarterbacks. There, there's legit. And I, guys. I like how they did that, right? So that's how they, they they did. They had a draft, but before they had a draft, each team got to pick a quarterback, and then they drafted. Yeah. So I mean, and it, it should be good. I mean, there's legitimate big time college quarterbacks that are are coming out. So it's mm-hmm. it's kudos to them for giving guys that second opportunity. Like you see, all these guys not make it on hard knocks. So it's like. What am I going to do now? Well, things like this provide opportunities. If, right. they're, if they're fortunate enough to make the team and, you know, perform how they can, hopefully it works out. Would you try out? Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, so, uh, again, I got my stitches in my pinky and I'm in the hospital room and the World Series is on. Game two, Nationals, Astros, and it's a blowout. Dude. Is it is it even going to be a series? Are they, they going to? Is it going to be a sweep, dude? This has been the fastest MLB playoffs I've ever experienced. The, the Nats are fucking on fire right now. After after their comeback in the Dodgers series, like they they flipped a switch and it is just fucking rolling. Like they went out and swept the Cardinals in four. Um, the, the Astros got taken to six games, so they had to play a little bit more. Um, you know, on paper, on paper, the Astros bats are better on paper. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the starting pitching, to me, it's even. I mean, the starting pitching for both fucking teams is fucking legit. When you're when your first two are Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg, you got something going there. And then first three for the for the Astros, you got Grinky, Verlander and Garrett Cole. It's like, dude, you got some fucking studs. I think all the strikeout leaders are on between both those two teams. Yeah, no, it's <clears throat> and then remember talking about it a couple couple episodes ago too. I was like, not having Bryce Harper. Oh, dude, that just makes me smile. Is like, it great? Fuck that. That is the if they go on to win this, which it looks like they're going to. Yeah, right. Like that is the biggest fuck you to Bryce Harper. <laughs> I mean, dude, you wanted. You thought you could just like cruise. You wanted all this money, and you didn't want to I stay. Guarantee, and I guarantee the words came out of his mouth, or a phrase like, "He's like, they're not going to do anything without me. They're going to get worse." You know what I mean? I just ruined their whole organization. And for what? Like at the beginning of the season, he was right. They were playing really shitty. Like mm-hmm. they were a sub five hundred team, and then all of a sudden, turned it on. Like worked their way back up. Came back from like 19 games down, got into the playoffs, and just started fucking rolling. Dude, and... When you can pitch, I mean, everybody talks about hitting, but in the end, it all comes down to fucking pitching. Well, let's even talk about hitting. Like, And I just want to throw a shout-out to my boy. I'm a big fan. He's ex-Oakland A, one of the best farm systems ever in the world. Kurt Suzuki. 
Chris Suzuki is fucking jacking him, and he's not even like excited. No, I mean <laughs> he's just like fucking. He, he's a he's an MLB journeyman. You know, he went to Oakland. Now he's in in Washington, and he was in um, Minnesota for a while. I mean, the dude can play ball. He's on my starting lineup. <laughs> Chris Suzuki. But it's like, yeah, the batting, the batting's always good. But it, like I said, it comes down to the fucking pitching, and you you take it back to the Dodgers series. You know, on paper, the Dodgers are better. You know, but I've been saying it for I don't know how many years. The Dodgers have all the bats they could ever use, but their bullpen is still shit. You know, when you can't, when you when your starters only go five and a third or six. You gotta find guys to fill up innings in those last three and get those last nine outs. And that's I, just not easy. You no. know, it's it's not as easy as it looks. And then to have your back end guy not be what he once was, like Kenley Jansen, he throws one pitch now and it's it's poop at best. So it's like, you know, everybody's everybody's on the Dodger train, but it's like you can't close games out with this dude. And then you bring a guy like Kershaw in who arguably the best regular season pitcher ever. And then you look at his postseason record, and it's like right. the dude's trash in the playoffs. Horrible. And best he, picture you've taken in a while. Hmm. The, the post on our Instagram. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> Sad pandy. And you took it, but other people took that picture. Oh yeah. It was. I was like, is that Sean's picture? Right. I thought I should. Ev- I should sue for copyright infringement. Everyone took. It. I guarantee we're one of the first ones. We posted that instantly. Oh yeah, I'm like, dude, we gotta take a picture of that. It was we like should, we should look into that. But another thing I was going to mention, and I've been only watching like MLB playoff baseball for like maybe 12 years. Mm -hmm. Not a long time. But when you make a pitching change, you know how many times I've seen the first two pitches, one of them get jacked? Like it in in the playoffs even more, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you have to pitch deep into, you know, a lot of pitches, seven innings sometimes to like get that dub sometimes you you got to rely on your pitcher heavy and then you know don't get me wrong i'm watching you know i watched the 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 giants one of my favorite bullpens you know when they won those three ships and the the odd years Mm -hmm. but you know timmy would come in and pitch kane would pitch even even barry zito it'd be like seven innings and then and then you'd bring up you know freaking yeah romo or whoever and freaking and then brian that we're talking about you know it's yeah so that so that's the thing is like you know the analytics of baseball, you know, your pit, your starting pitcher gets through the lineup twice, like unscathed. The the knock is is when they go for the third time through, it's it's like all right now they've seen him a couple of times. Should we get somebody fresh? And you know that's when they start you know Adjust, making adjustments. Re- really like looking at the analytics of like the matchups. Baseball has gone so analytical, it's ridiculous. It's like, we're going to bring this guy in for one batter, and then we're going to bring this guy in for the next guy, and then we're going to finish the inning with this guy. And it's it's crazy, like, how, like, matchup-specific, like, the bullpen game is. Right. Like, if you don't have, like, if you don't have that lefty coming out of the bullpen, um, you, you're already at a disadvantage. You know, it's like... You don't have that strong left-handed arm coming to get that lefty-lefty matchup. You know, it's it's one of those things that, fuck, man, you know, you're already losing. Yeah. No, it, it, it's crazy how much they think about this stuff. And then, you know, not even when they're calling out pitches, you know what I mean? It's like, they're, it's impressive. Yeah. But, hey. 
The Nat, the Nats are the, fucking hot. I it, mean, I, I don't, I, I see them sweeping. Yeah, the the Astros, the Astros are in trouble because Garrett Cole lost Game One. Fucking Verlander lost Game Two handily. Panda. Well, I mean, would they lose ten three today? I mean, oh, no, twelve three. Twelve three. I mean, yeah. shit. You're getting your shit pushed in. Yeah, that was. It was. And and now they have to go to Washington. So it's, it's like you you're leaving the friendly confines of Houston. That place is gonna erupt. Oh yeah. So I don't think it's a sweep. I think I think the Astros will take at least one in Washington. They'll have Grinky pitching tomorrow or whatever day they play. Probably uh, Friday. They're probably playing Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Grinky will come in and he'll try quote unquote. To keep the Nats' offense at bay, which has just been wrecking the ball. Well, hey, it's a pretty late night. Yeah, it is. Fucking I got a game tomorrow, Thursday night. Pirates JV versus uh, Dos Pueblos. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a little funky. Yeah, I had a funky practice today. We 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 combined two practices into one, which is a, and a split day. So it's actually really kind of three practices into one. Knocked it out in two, and then. Uh, but we got two more regular season weeks, and hopefully the Pirates make it to the playoffs. Yeah, you know. Playoffs? <laughs> Thank you, Jim Mora. <laughs> One of the most epic yeah. lines ever. DP and San Marcos, it's our last two games in the Channel Island League. Just Channel League? Channel, Just Channel. I, it's hard not to say Channel Island League. Why? I don't know. Because of... It's the, it's nothing? The, you got nothing? It was the Channel Islands is what's popular in this area. Yeah, but it's not the channel I know. But you could understand why someone would say that. A lot of uh, people say that. I've never heard anybody but you say that. Okay. Because everybody I know knows it's the fucking channel league. Well, I'm on a podcast. Kind of popular. No big deal. Home on whistle. Hey, guys. Another episode. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. Hit the music. Thanks for listening to another episode of Home on Whistle. This episode was brought to you by EpicEyewear.com. My personal choice for shades on and off the practice field. So check out EpicEyewear.com and use promo code WHISTLE10 on your next purchase. Remember, EpicEyewear.com. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm gonna show you how to do it and we start real slow. You just put your lips together.